millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations all wrong. (laughs) I was missing out on miles. I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Nerdwallet finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Hey, I'm Shauna Compton Game. This is Millennium Money. And today we're talking why hopping jobs might just hurt your savings. this, um, it's not so secret, but it is definitely a deep, dark love for anything that is dessert related. I'm talking cake, cupcakes, ice cream, ice cream in particular, but uh, cookies, like anything that is dessert related. And it doesn't even have to taste good. I mean, that's the, that's the really shameful part that I'm admitting to you is you know, I could go to like kids' birthday party where they have, you know, pretty crappy piece of cake. And um, I still want to eat the cake. Even if after a few bites, the cake is just not that tasty, it's it's cake, right? I, I got to eat it. And okay, while I might make myself out to um, sound like a dessert holic here, I swear I'm not. I just happen to have this sort of insatiable sweet tooth. And a couple of years ago, I actually decided like, okay, this is it. I'm, I'm going to go without sweets for a while. I'm going to see how my body does, see how I feel. You know, I'd heard all these like glamorous stories about how you, you sleep more and your skin is better. I mean, of course you lose weight and all of those sorts of things, but you know that you, you can think better because sugar definitely has this, this crazy effect on the brain. And I, I don't know all the science and I don't know all the research, but I know that enough people have said that, that there's got to be something true to that, right? And so I thought, okay, well, I'm going to go to a nutritionist and I'm going to actually have them actually create a plan for me so that I could follow something that's, that's simple. And because I'm a little bit of a competitor myself, I was uh, an athlete as a kid, I, I really understand, like, if you can show me how something works, um, and I can attach a goal to it, then, you know, I'm definitely going to want to do it. So when I went to the nutritionist, he's like, okay, so 
what would you say is kind of your weakness? And I'm like, well, I don't know if I have a weakness per se. I mean, I can usually eat pretty healthy, but probably carbs. I mean, you know, really in my heaven, there are ample supply of bread and French fries. Those are like my two weaknesses other than dessert, but pretty much dessert. And he was like, okay, well, what if I told you this? What if you use the 80-20 rule with eating, right? So 80% of the time you ate really, really well, and 20% of the time, or maybe less if I could do it, um, you just didn't, uh, you just kind of ate whatever you wanted to. And I'm like, well, all right, I think I could follow that. But, you know, I'm a little bit of a competitor. So I actually like to go, like, how long can I go 100% for? Like, all out no sugar, eating healthy to really see what that does for my body. And he's like, okay, well, how about, you know, what if we make this agreement? He's like, what if you do 100% all out for 60 days? And then at the end of 60 days, you can have for three weeks, three weeks only, you can eat whatever the heck you want, right? Um, whatever cake, cookies, you know, whatever kind of dessert fascination that I've been dreaming up, you can eat. And I'm like, wow, okay, I think I can totally do that, right? And so I did, I did longer than 60 days. I ended up doing about six months because I ended up feeling so good. And then at the end of the six months, he was like, okay, you way more than earned, you know, whatever dessert item you might want to have. And at that point, I was like, well, I mean, I still crave dessert. I still like dessert, but it really wasn't this this big thing that I had to have. And so, you know, I would eat dessert here and there, but for a while, I I don't know, I felt like I was kind of cheating on my 100%, which sounds stupid, but um cuz don't get me wrong, it still tasted amazing and fabulous and probably even sweeter than before because I hadn't eaten it in so long, but I had been feeling so good that um I almost just didn't want to change that. And I don't know whether you've been through anything like that. I mean, it could be eating. It could be anything in your life. It doesn't have to be eating. I'm just I'm just relating it to my dessert story. But I often share that story with people when I'm talking about like saving money and particularly saving for, uh, you know, retirement. You know, I hate to call it retirement. I prefer the word lifestyle. Because uh, I really think that's what it is, right? It's a lifestyle that we're saving for. We're saving for whatever vision we have in our head. And I, I often explain to people, like, what if you just use the 80-20 rule with everything, with saving and budgeting and paying off debt and, um, you know, saving for retirement, right? You don't have to aim for perfection, but, you know, maybe try and aim, you know, 80% of the time. And there's all these other factors that are going to influence it, but, you know, if you kind of have that framework in mind, I think it's easier for you to stay on track. And in fact, what I find is that you often become a little bit like I did with my crazy um, (laughs) dessert challenge, which was where I just didn't want dessert. So um, how I translate that to money is, you know, once you get in the swing of things with budgeting and saving and paying off debt and you you find your groove, uh, I I think it's easier to stay in that groove. You know, when you, when you go off that, then it's like, whoa, okay, wait a minute. (laughs) How do I get back here? You know, um, how do I stop eating that chocolate cake? So, you know, I could go on and on and on. And if you've listened to this podcast for a long time, you're probably closing your ears like blah, 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 blah. I know all this now. I know the earlier I start saving money, blah, 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 blah. Right. But I'm not going to stop repeating it because I think it's really important to hear like lots of different takes on this and and how 
particularly today, we're talking about how hopping jobs just might hurt your savings. So you know, you know, you know this, right? The earlier you start saving for your lifestyle piggy bank, your lifestyle fund, it's purely mathematics, right? The more you could conceivably, conceivably have in retirement in your lifestyle fund. But while that's that's math, it's not pure science. So, you know, all the skeptics listening out there, yeah, there are so many different things that could factor into this, right? We don't know what the stock market's going to do. We have no clue. Um, I don't know what you're going to invest in. That kind of makes a difference. I don't know how risky you're going to be or not be. I don't know how long you're going to contribute. So all of these factors have uh, an influence over your lifestyle piggy bank, right? They all have a factor over your lifestyle, how big it's going to be, um, what it's going to grow to, et cetera, et cetera. However, if we just look at pure math, the earlier you start saving and the smaller you start saving conceivably the earlier on, it's it's quite fathomable that you could reach a nice amount of money in your lifestyle piggy bank. What that number is, I don't know. You know, everyone likes to throw out the million dollar number. I don't know. I don't know if you're going to hit a million dollars. My hope is that you hit three million or five million or you far exceed that because the truth is that a million dollars in 30, 40 years is just not going to be that much money, right? Um, Because of inflation and, um, you know, all sorts of stuff. But okay, bearing all this in mind, Financial anxiety, anyone? Yeah, you're not alone. But worrying about it, it doesn't help. Earnin does. Earnin is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. You just download the Earnin app and verify your paycheck. Then you can access up to $100 per day as you work and leave an additional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So how would you spend the money you get from Earnin? Well, honestly, my hubby and I have been feeling a little bit disconnected lately. That's what happens after you've been together about 12 years. So I would spend the money on a special date night with dinner and maybe bowling, you know, to bring back some of that giggly excitement that we both felt at the beginning. Make Earnin a part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability, security, gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type in Talkin, T-A-L-K-A-N, money under podcast when you sign up. It will really help the show. Talkin money under podcast. Subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Listen, if you've been using Mint to manage your money, I have got some news for you. First, the bad news. As you might know, Mint is shutting down for good. But the good news, well, there is a way better alternative that is a personal favorite of mine, Monarch Money. And I'm not the only lover of Monarch Money. Many Mint users are turning to Monarch Money and just raving about it. I used to manage my money with an Excel spreadsheet. I know, so archaic. And it was so time consuming. I tried all of the apps. 
but I just didn't find one I liked until I found Monarch. And I've got to tell you a secret. Monarch is so easy to use with a very intuitive design. You can even collaborate with your partner and you can customize Monarch for whatever your needs are. Monarch is the top rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com etm. Let's go back to the collaboration bit. Because we know money is a leading cause of divorce and breakups, Monarch has built-in collaboration features so you can invite your partner at no extra cost. You can see all your finances, make a budget together, get insights on your cash. Yes, cue the confetti. There will literally not be any more arguments over money. And if you've been frustrated with personal finance apps that are cluttered with ads, difficult to use, or rarely updated, so was Monarch. They built a new kind of personal finance app that's intuitive and powerful ad-free, and constantly improving based on customer feedback. Monarch has a tool that allows you as well to easily import your data from Mint. You can keep all of your tags and all of your categories. After trying Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com etm. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com etm for your extended 30-day free trial. Let's break this down how hopping jobs actually does potentially hurt your savings. So let's say you go work for a company, right? And you have access to a 401k. So we all know that, right? We all know a 401k is our kind of retirement savings piggy bank for a lifestyle fund. But there are several things that I want you to consider. One, you know, a company might actually make you wait. Believe it or not, three months or even a year, which to millennial could feel like, you know, years, right? Before you can contribute to your 401k. And that might not, like, you might be thinking, well, I don't care. I, you know, I need all this cash in my paycheck. But if you're hopping jobs, you could actually lose out on contributing for a long period of time, right? Let's say if you go to five consecutive companies over, you know, a five-year span. And before you reach the year mark where you could start contributing to 401k, you go and hop to a new job. Well, there you've had like a long span of time where hopefully your income has been increasing if you're hopping these jobs, but you haven't actually been able to put anything back. And so while five years or 10 years might not seem like that big of a deal, you know, if we look at the, again, the pure math of saving for our lifestyle piggy bank, it actually does end up being a a pretty big deal or, or really what it really translate is to, okay, when you get to, let's say you get to the sixth year and then you've got, you know, a job where you can get in the 401k, Maybe you've got to save a lot more than if you had been putting money away for that five previous years. Again, nobody has a crystal ball. Nobody knows what's going to happen to the stock market. Nobody has any clue about what your income is going to be over the lifetime that you're working. I mean, there are so many X factors that, uh, you know, we can't even speculate. But what we can talk about, the generalities that we can talk about are enough, I think, to really kind of drive home the point of even if you're following kind of an 80-20 rule here with your savings, with your lifestyle piggy bank, you know, you're, you're putting yourself on the right path. So how can you counteract this? If you work for a company where it's seemingly like you can never get in the 401k because you're always hopping around, Well, you can start your own IRA as long as you have earned income. In 2017, you can contribute up to $5,500 
uh, and start saving. You can start somewhere. You know, it's not as much as you can put in a 401k, but who cares, right? You start somewhere. That's the whole point. Uh, and there's so many apps out there. I'm going to link these in the show notes. Um, you know, there's Acorns, uh, which is a really uh, innovative concept, I think, for uh, saving money, investing money. If you haven't checked out Acorns, head on over to the link in the show notes. Just check them out. They're doing some really creative things. Uh, hopefully we're gonna have a podcast with them soon because uh, there's some stuff I want to talk to them about. Um, and Goldbean, we've had, um, uh, Jane on from Goldbean and on many podcasts kind of talking about how that works. So these are great apps to help you get started with even just a small amount investing. There's robo advisors and robo is just a fancy word for online advisor. Um, you know, some popular ones are Betterment, Wealthfront, Personal Capital, you know, or you could go to the big guys, uh, Fidelity, Vanguard, you know, there's lots of places where you can start your own Um, lifestyle savings, your own retirement savings, an IRA or a Roth or some sort of vehicle that is pushing you in the positive direction. You know, if you're, if you're paying off debt and you're paying off debt and you're paying off debt, which is great, but you know, you don't actually have anything growing forward for you. So it's kind of a really nice approach if you can be paying off debt and be saving money, right? Because then you're kind of going in both directions. See how that works? So there's a couple of things you need to figure out, right? How risky do you want to be? I'll put a, a link to a little uh, risk tolerance quiz that you can take. Uh, how much money do you want to contribute? I don't know. What what is what do your numbers tell you, right? That's what you got to figure out. What do you want to invest in? Um, that's where some of these apps and robovisors can help you. Although you can certainly do your own research. I mean. All you have to do is Google um, investing, you know, best funds to invest in. I mean, you could get a million trillion different results of things that you can read. Does not, I understand, and necessarily mean you understand it, but, you know, you got to start somewhere. You got to start learning somewhere. And, you know, sometimes you might pick something that's not so good. That's okay. It's not the end of the world, right? The point is, if we're hopping around jobs and we don't ever have a chance to actually get in our 401k, you know, we could be missing out on potentially uh, a lot of years where we can get kind of that that compound, that snowball growth on our money. And that's really what we want. We want our money growing on top of our money, growing on top of our money. And again, it's not to say that we're not going to have any decline in there. It's... it's um, you know, there's, again, there's so many different X factors. I mean, man, if I had a crystal ball and I could tell you exactly what's going to happen, like first I would go, you know, rearrange my own investment portfolio, but then I would happily share it with you. So, you know, if you're listening to all these investment advisors, whether it's on the news or you're reading articles, you know, nobody really knows. We can speculate what might happen, but we don't know. And there's all sorts of crazy, um, you know, irrational behavior that goes on with investors. There's so much um, computerized investing now that, um, you know, computers can make errors. There's lots of different things that can happen. So you don't need to think about that necessarily. Uh, The important thing is to understand the concept of like, if I can never get in the game, right, we'll we'll just like relate this to, um, you know, like basketball terms. Um, Sorry, ladies, I, I love to talk sports. So hopefully that's okay with you. So, you know, you play in a basketball team and you may not be that good. You may be on the sidelines for the whole entire game and 
the team wins, you know, yeah, I guess in, in, in basketball, if you win the NBA championship, you still get a championship ring, but you haven't actually gotten any points. You haven't gotten any stats. You know, it's the same sort of thing when we're talking about um, investing and saving money and all sorts of things like that. If we're sitting on the bench the whole time, if we're sitting on the bench, you know, during some of our key earning years, you know, we might not get the stats that we want for our lifestyle piggy bank. Make sense? I'm Samantha Cole, host of the new season of Understood, the Pornhub Empire. Over the course of four episodes, I'll tell you how a horny YouTube knockoff in Canada came to dominate the porn world, only to shatter their cheeky reputation in a massive scandal. The Pornhub Empire is a new season of Understood from the CBC. Available now wherever you get your podcasts. Want to know the number one money question I'm asked? It's how to get started investing without being overwhelmed. So if you're asking yourself the same question, then you have to check out the Investing for Beginners podcast. The hosts, Dave and Andrew, they break down investment terms and strategies in a way you can finally understand. I love that they're making investing accessible and they have an entire podcast dedicated to helping you invest better. Even if you're not ready to start investing, they explain the stock market and financial updates so you can really understand what is being said on the news. If you're ready to learn more about investing, I'd recommend you start with two of my favorite episodes. Listener Q&A, how do you start investing with a thousand bucks? Where they explain how you get started right away. And back to basics of building your portfolio, where they explain how to build a portfolio from scratch. The Investing for Beginners podcast is a great way to start expanding your relationship with money. Find Investing for Beginners podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Okay, another thing if we're hopping around jobs is we may actually be missing out on the matching. Remember we talked about the matching, like how, I mean, that is like... Ah, like the golden bucket, you know, that's under the rainbow. Um, That is the the free money, essentially, that comes our way when we work for a company where they say, okay, you put in X amount, and we're going to match that up to X percentage. It's free money. Now, the thing about matching that you got to understand is a little word called vesting. And that's just a fancy word for how long do I got to stay at the company before the money that the company put in for me is mine. It could be four years, it could be two years, it could be six years. Um, you just want to find out what that is. So let's let's pretend that, um, I'm just making this, let's pretend you have a four-year vesting schedule. So after year one, you would be 25% vested in your 401k. But if you leave somewhere in the first year, you don't get to walk away with any of the money that they've matched with you, Right. And so you could be potentially leaving a lot of cash on the table just by hopping around jobs. And this what's what makes, you know, figuring out if the hop around is worth it. Because, I mean, honestly, switching jobs, it's part of the game for millennials, right? It's sometimes how you're going to stay relevant in your career, especially if you're in, you know, a tech sector or a startup company or something like that. Or, I mean, there's so many layoffs happening right and left. It may just be a force of nature, you know, where you where you have to hop around. But I don't want you to let that stop you from putting cash away and and for really thinking about down the line. And you know, I often hear like, "Oh my gosh, like that's so far away from me." And it is. It's super, super far away from you. And I get it. I remember when I was like right out of college, and I was like, "Retirement? What? What are you even talking? I haven't even started my career." 
But I think if you can attach it to what you want your life to look like, that's different. So for me, um, I'd love the, the chance to hop around Europe for like a year, you know, go to different countries. Um, we've even talked about maybe buying something overseas and having something here where we live half time overseas, half time in the US. And that's just going to take cash. And so I visualize, I literally visualize like what our house would look like, or, you know, how we would feel, you know, hopping around Europe and seeing different things. And so it makes it easier for me to save money because I can attach it to that like visualization. I can actually see it and it becomes really real. Right. And then one last thing that you, that you should have in your mind when you're thinking about hopping around jobs is, you know, Sometimes you may get to start a 401k at a company, but you might have a small balance when you go to switch jobs. And I I always talk about, you know, trying your best to stay away from the temptation of cashing out that small balance. So while it might only be like, I'm just picking a number, $5,000, right? If you cash out that that number, then you've got taxes and a penal, 10% penalty on that money if you're under 59 and a half. And there's that can just be no fun, right? So a lot of times what happens is you cash out, you go blow the money, and then come tax time, you actually have to pay the penalty and the tax on that money, and you don't have the money. (laughs) And then it's just whatever you did or bought with that $5,000 just does not sound like fun, right? Um, So it's just, just something for you to think about. You know, you could do a direct rollover from your 401k, um, Sometimes if you have under $5,000 and you leave it in the 401k, they'll automatically roll you to an IRA. Um, You got to talk to the HR department and kind of find out, you know, the philosophy on that. But the point is, is that, you know, hopping around jobs is a reality. We're not going to escape that. And again, it's a lot of times how we, how we stay relevant, how we stay really fresh in our career. But we also just want to make sure that we're moving ourselves forward and that we're not waiting because we're like, okay, well, next job. Okay, well, next job. Okay, well, next job, you know, and before you know it, you're like 20 years down the line of next jobs and there's nothing in your lifestyle piggy bank. And it's not that you can't make up for it. And it's not that, um, you know, you'll, you won't have future opportunities, but I'm just going to tell you from working with so many different people, the earlier they start, the better off things seem to be. There's a little bit more ease that comes along with their choices down the line. And that's all I want from you. You know, whatever whatever lifestyle, whatever vision you have in your head, I just really want you to be able to achieve it. So think about these things when you're hopping around jobs. Think about, you know, are there any ways that I could start putting some cash away from me while I'm paying off, you know, whatever debt you're facing? Because I know debt's a big, hairy, scary monster and we don't like it and we feel like it's kind of the boogeyman that lives in the closet. And for a lot of times it can be, right? But I think a balance between getting rid of that debt, but also saving for you and seeing something grow and seeing something positive, uh, that's what's going to keep you committed, right? I mean, that's what kept me committed with my crazy dessert 
challenge was I actually started to feel better. I started to think better. Um, uh, now I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I still love dessert. I still have dessert. Um, but I just try not to like totally indulge or if I do indulge, I'm like, okay, I'll just cut back for a little bit. Right. But again, it's all about that 80, 20. It's all about, uh, doing the best you can, but also like giving yourself some space to go, yeah, all right. I'm going to have a giant piece of cake tonight and I don't care. Right. All right. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at Shauna Game, Instagram at millennial underscore money. And hey, if you enjoy the podcast, if you got something out of it, please go to the show notes, click on through over to iTunes and drop us a five-star review. It would mean the world to me.